Welcome to Lineouts by Earful of Dirt, bringing you conversations with rugby newsmakers about the greatest sport on the planet. Well, uh, I don't, I don't know. We're live. Uh, welcome. Okay. To, we we can test the screen share now. You know, uh, you said let's go. Uh, yeah, let's go. Uh, so, um, we're live, uh, after some technical issues today, uh, I'm here with Gordon Hanlon, um, the now former director of rugby at TSV Hanjashime. Um, sadly, they did get to the final this year, this last season. So that was pretty, as a great accomplishment for, I would say for, for Gordon, um, he had, uh, some interesting moments at the end, but, uh, yeah, so at some point, uh, you know, we're trying to – people are trying to get him back uh, to the United States, but he's just uh, – he's living the dream, I think, right now in, in Germany um, still. Um, the poach says all's good with the stream so far, so we're okay. Uh, we're going we're gonna to try with uh, – after having technical issues on Gordon's side today. <laughs> yes. Yeah, uh, we're, we're going to – I think – something we haven't experimented on your full of dirt um, has been screen shares. So we're going to try and do screen shares today. First time for everything. Um, so I, if you want, you can press the button and try and see if we can get one before we get into, uh, you, you know, right. share screen. Oh, is it? Oh, see it. Is it? Oh, Gordon's screen. Do we have do we have clips clips there? Oh, I need to add it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, there we go. There we go. So okay. Gordon can share a screen. So we're gonna Yeah. But it's not where we're gonna start. We just wanted to make sure we could do it. So we're gonna yeah. kick that off. But uh today it's something that uh Gordon and I were talking about this a while ago during the World Cup because it was something the U.S. Eagles were struggling with, and and that's transitions and transitional play. And well, I mean, you're going to struggle with it when you're playing against you know teams like France, England, and Argentina. But you know, it, it, we still it, it was something to examine, and more so because a it's something I don't know how to coach at all. But, uh, you know, Gordon's – that's why I bring Gordon on. Um, I'm much better with attack and defense. I, I let defensive people deal with defense um, these days. But – so, Gordon, uh, awesome to have you on. We're going to talk about transitional play. Um, you know, one of the things you talk about is rugby is an invasion sport. Um, well, so, so what is transition? Um, well, yeah, so to start with the invasion sport, it's the basketball, football, uh, soccer and rugby. There's only really four aspects of play. Uh, like you said, you talked about attack, you talked about defense, but the two other aspects, which we don't really talk about, which are most important, I believe, is the transition from attack to defense and then the transition from defense to attack. Um, and that is something like, Due to the work you guys are doing as well, I noticed there was a big change in the the commentary and and just the talk around the Eagles' performance in the World Cup. 
And the word transition was probably mentioned more times in four weeks than it had been in the previous four years. Um, I know you said Pete Steinberg talked about it, uh, talking with the Legion coach. Was it yesterday, the day before? Yes. Uh, so that went, um, if you, I, I, I do some work, I do, I work for MLR. So I produce the, the podcast there and he and Rob Hoadley, uh, discussed the Legion's transition and, and sort of how they do that stuff. And I guess the fun way to put it, I think is the best Rob Hoadley is like, you know, you can score after one phase of play or you can score after 12. So let's try to make more opportunities to score after just one. Yeah. Um, and that's it. Like the, the word tra- transition, we, we use it. We used it a lot already, but it's transition is or are the moments around when possession is either won or lost. And in a invasion based sport like rugby, this is this is really a, a huge, huge component of the game, which deserves as much attention, if not uh, more so than both attack and defense. Because like Rob said, there, you know, you can score in one phase, it's brilliant. It's, it's a lot easier than scoring in 12. Um, and the way I like to describe it or, or to talk about it is called the art of transition. And then art is an acronym. So the A would be to uh, anticipate. So, and by transition means it could be a, a kick or a knock-on or a turnover from the set piece. And so the anticipatory part of the A is the one you have to see where are the players think about, is there an opportunity for us to attack here? And what's our team attitude? Like, are we willing to attack or, or do we have a system in place whereby we can only play from a certain zone which i'm going to show a clip later on hopefully which i think was a good opportunity but probably the the systems in play uh hindered that so that's the a aspect of the art of transition it's about anticipating the r i was gonna say or but you know this is for america so the r is um to recognize you know do we recognize is there time and space um do we have it or like, do we need to make it? Um, and then also the speed of decision, like how quickly can we recognize this space? How quickly can we uh, think ahead and, and actually move the pieces around the board? Just like playing chess, I guess. And then the T part of the art is the threat. Um, can we be a threat here or are we under threat? Like, I'm not going to suggest we keep trying to score tries for every time you get a turnover. Like, you know, you're a meter from your try line, you get a turnover. It's probably best just to consolidate uh, instead of playing a high risk, high reward play there, because we have to be willing to defend from where we, at- we attack from. So that's the threat part of it, you know. Um, and an easy way to think about this is can we attack from here or do we need to just retain possession carefully? And consolidate and then build from that i think uh you you have this written down but one of the you're looking for for speed space and, and making the field as big as possible and and one of your written down examples is uh you know fast breaks in basketball and where a team is able to get a, a dunk off uh what they call an outlet pass where uh you know, there's basically a, a, a receive a wing receiver player able to take an outlet pass, which comes from 
the uh, it's not a goal line, but it comes from the sideline at the end of the where the basket is, and it goes over the halfway mark, and no one is in position to defend. So that's sort of yeah the idea. That's a perfect perfect example. Um, I have some clips here from other sports, which I, I think really emphasize the whole uh, point of making the field as big as possible. Um, so we're going to try and share the first one. This is from soccer. Um, so this is actually the soccer game that I was at um, this past year. So the blue team is attacking. I don't know if this is working. The blue team is attacking with the free kick. So it's a dangerous position. We play it here. And the ball comes out, and we just one one person wins the ball back, and, and it's just like basketball. He makes the break, but then the player realizes he's not going to be able to score, so he stops, waits, and then sets creates more space, which you can see here with a simple pass, more space, and it's a goal. Eventually, there it is, and th- that's that's a very classic transition, and it's a really easy one to do. Um, another example I have is from uh, women's handball. And I wanted to show this one because it's a perfect example. I've just looked to see how big they make the court. I don't know. Can you see this? They're really stretching the court. They're really playing on the wings. And I know this is a drill, but it's from side to side to make it as big as possible to stress the defense. And you'll see the difference here in, I think, two clips when they don't actually stretch the field, how easy it is to defend. The speed they play at, it's nice and wide, big passes, and they're scoring points. Compared to this one, where it's a lot slower, the attackers come in, and then you have two attackers operating in the same kind of zone almost, and it's easy to defend, and it's a lot slower. So I thought, I, I, I know it's not applicable to rugby, but that is a uh, great example of stretching the field. Uh, <laughs> hopefully we can learn something from that. I would say that uh, this was the first time we successfully did a screen share in the yeah. history of this podcast. So <laughs> that was not bad. Okay, sweet. But that's what I wanted to talk about because yeah, I mean, you talked about your service and stuff like that and and being in combat. Uh, we, and I figured there is, because I was reading about like World War One and stuff and the trench warfare, there, there's probably, you could call on your experience to like, when you're in a situation, do you like you press on or do you consolidate your position? I, I I, I don't know. I assume there's there's some military background to that as well, which which we could look into. I mean, the, the I guess transition is like transitioning. The best way to I, I could talk about that is more so in the Navy than in the Army. You have uh, like en route, like in the Army too, but it's a little bit different. In the Navy, you have strict en route resupply uh, when you're trying to uh, refuel all your ships and get on more missiles and all sorts of stuff like that. And it's uh, probably your most vulnerable time uh, in the Navy, and that's a transition phase. Whereas, uh, you know, it's not necessarily the same because in the Army or, like, both both times is you're just trying to resupply so that you can continue going forward. Otherwise, consolidation, um, you're probably, instead of, you know, trying to score off one phase you're uh you're setting up a patrol base and not really to to talk about the service in rugby but it's kind of interesting um but uh, so that gives you an idea of the difference um whereas you transition um in 
those same areas like in rugby or in the service is a vulnerable period uh, for where you're at. Uh, so like that's, that's something to think about when you're trying to get your team through a period is, uh, I guess, as uh, Liam Poach, one of my co-hosts, asks, so are you telling me a after, not a box kick after every ruck, but when the box kick is in the air, that is a transition phase of the game. Yes. So you have to be able to recover the ball. Um, that we're, gives you... we're, yeah, we're going to get into box kicks because it's a... It's an area of the game which uh, it, bother, it bothers me just how poor um, thing uh, certain aspects of it are. Um, but we'll put that, we'll park that for now. <laughs> so, so we get into that. So, difference in mindset. Uh, you talk about territory versus scoring and and risk versus securing. Yeah. So that's what I meant by the threat. So, can we attack? Uh, quickly can we score or do we need, need to secure the ball and we're going to screen share for the second successful time on April the dirt. <laughs> uh, so this is this is i think a perfect it's, I, I put this clip together it's from the world cup uh this is two different clips so it's going to be ireland against new zealand and then uh uruguay later on with uh santi arata so and- so liam asks pursuit is an aspect of transition uh, it, yes, yes. I appreciate the questions, Liam. Um, here we go. Yeah. So if so, see here. This is this is going to be now the play is this play is going to get called back, but this is just the difference in mindset. So Arlick comes on see, and he looks to place the ball on the ground immediately. So that's a that is a mindset of. We have to retain possession. We have to be careful here inside our 22. And it's blown back. This is Fiji, Uruguay. There's a knock on. And again, look, look at the difference in the body position on the ground. The Uruguayan hooker is, has his eyes up. He has hands free. He gets, unfortunately, he's not coming back to the MLR, uh, gets in, scores. And that's just the difference. It comes to. Um, it comes about where you are on the field and what your opportunities are, you know? Like CJ Stander, if he picks the ball up, he's never going to beat the All Blacks down the pitch to score. So it all has to be about consolidating possession there, whereas the Uruguayans have the opportunity. And what we want to do is, when we do transition, um, we want to force the defense to be reactive instead of proactive. And we can we'll 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 get onto box kicks now for Liam. Um, and what I mean by that is, like some some examples of uh, the kick kick yeah, sorry kick transitions for example. It's box kicks. It's clearing kicks. It's up and unders. Um, and the transition game based around that is a lot of work is done to where the ball is going to be where the chase line is going to be and where the defenders are going to be or where they're going to proactively set up. So the whole key is if you are on a counterattack or you're transitioning to attack is to really force them to be as reactive as possible. You don't want them. You have to force them to change their running lines. They have to change their organization and positions. And then you have much greater opportunity to attack. 
Um, yeah, so we can show. I have, I have a lot of clips here. Um, <laughs> uh, I watch a lot of rugby. Um, I'm going to. I, this this is just so. There's three main areas I think is or in the situations is the first one is when the box kick happens, they have a good chase, and then the person receiving the ball is isolated. It generally turns into slow ball. The second one is we catch it, we beat the first defender, and then we run into the uh, to more defenders who are proactively set to where they want to be, and then that's also slow again. And then the third clip we're going to show is when they've beaten a defender, they stretch the field, they found the sideline, and they score from that. So we'll try. So we had uh, I shared this in rugby coaches. So before we get to that, a question posted by by Chris Davies. He's like defense to become the question was defense to become reactive by changing your attacking picture. Yes. Um, the simplest way I can describe that is, so imagine you box kick the box kick. You, you know, your number nine box kicks 30 meters high. You know, you've got two chasers. Then if you're the inside defender, you could just run a straight line because you can predict where the breakdown is going to be because you know there's going to be a catch, there's going to be a tackle, and you set your you set your defensive positioning off of that. Versus what happens if the attack goes out and beats that first chaser? So now you have to react. Now you have to look up. You have to make a decision. If the ruck is in the middle of the field versus out wide, you have to think – do I fold around? Do I stay in the short side? And the more decisions you force the defenders to make, the slower they'll be and the more opportunities we will have on attack. And this, uh, just, these three clips are a perfect example. So we'll go, we're going to start with uh, some MLR from last year. And it's uh, Austin against Rooney. And, and this is what I meant by the, just the first options here. So, so Rooney box kick, it's an exit box kick. It comes up. Austin catches the ball, the defense is set. And it's the same example again. Another box kick, defenders get in, it's caught, breakdown is set. It's very easy to set the defense from this. You know what's going to happen. Compare that to, this is the USA against France in the World Cup that's just gone by. So Davies puts up a box kick. The French, he beats the first defender. And now all of a sudden you can see number four, you can see uh, the, the prop, you can see the Americans having to change where they set the defensive line. And the French come in, play, play another phase, they try and keep the ball alive. Again, they're constantly changing the point of attack. Now it, it turns into slow rugby. And then this is what I believe to be the single best clip I could show. So it's again, it's against the US. England catch the ball. They break the first tackle, they get down wide, they change the point of a contact. Now there's confusion around the ruck, and now they shift the ball wide and they get it out there and they really stress the US defense. And this is going to run through and there's some pauses in it. So here's the overhead angle. If we just pause it there, like just by beating the first defender and stretching the field, there's three, seven, ten. There's twelve American defenders in about eighteen meters of space. And now look at the opportunity that you have. So again, England play the ball wide here. Comes across another pause here, and the the U.S. defense is really struggling here. Now England uh, aren't aren't doing anything really special. They just beat the first defender and then they stretch the field. 
So, so that's that's like an example of just the three different things of generally what will happen. So you either get tackled at the point of contact, you play one phase, maybe you get away quickly, and then it kind of comes back to slow down because you haven't stressed the defense enough. Or when you have huge opportunities, you've beaten the first defender, you've stretched the field, you've gone wide, you've found the speed, and you've gone from there. Does that make it sense? Make any sense? <laughs> One of those things that where I can go uh, uh, clear as mud, but I, I think the coupled with some uh, with some images, it, it definitely piques uh, not my interest, but it explains some things that I didn't know. Yeah. Um, and again, I've just got I've got four or five clips. We'll just run through them, and, and each one shows a different aspect um, for what we want to look at. Um, and I'm, I've tried to take most of them from the World Cup or from MLR, so um, people are aware of what's going on. So this next one's going to be Japan, and now now Russia make a horrible mistake with the clearing kick, but I want us just to look at how many players the Japanese have back who are willing to attack, who are willing to get their hands on the ball. So we show that here. So again, it's a kick into the corner. The Russians should have just kicked it out, but I guess he slices it. It's not the best kick. But if we pause it here, the guy's catching the ball. The, the Japanese fullback is coming on at speed. You've got two out wide. You have an inside option as well, which is here, if we wanted it. And they, they just stress the Russian defense just by moving the ball away from the point of contact. Now, there's a really bad chase by the Russians here. Um, and again, simple hand. Rob Hodley was talking about is if you can score without that many contacts, you're doing great. Um, so, sorry, we'll get to this next one. And these next clips, and I, I wanted to create it to be to be relatable so i've taken a lot of the next clips based around the eagles versus tonga because i think that really was the most important game for the eagles in the in the past world cup uh, i think they showed a lot of promise but where we can go from here is is just little things um so we're we'll, yeah we'll get into this eagles tonga game for a bit and hopefully share okay so you can see here the Tonga is going to box kick. Um, a lot of eagles in the line. Look at the work back. The chase isn't great. So we're going to catch the ball here. And then if we just look at the opportunities, you know, compare this to the Japanese clip we just saw. The, the number of hands, the number of people willing to get, to get back to play. So you have an opportunity out wide. We've got an opportunity in the middle here, which we could possibly attack. And then there is the blind side option, but I don't think that's on right now. But this is this is going to come back to when I talked about earlier, um, your framework. Like I I am not I'm not privy to it, but I, I would assume that there was a policy of to not not to attack ball in hand inside your own 40 in this game. So Soon, matching a kick. It's kicked away like that. So if we compare that to what the Tongans do, another opportunity from the US. And this is a perfect opportunity. This is what we just saw England do. So you can see here, 
Uh, will my arrows pop up? Perfect. Look at that. Arrows and live sharing. This is amazing. Um, <laughs> so you see here, like the US actually has got two blockers in place. They could really, they could shut down those two chasers easily and free up their runner down the blind side. Which eventually he steps in because I don't think the blockers worked hard enough. He steps in, comes back. And now I wanted to look at the point of contact after this. I counted seven U.S. eagles in the space of about four square meters. It's very hard to attack when you that are watched under sixes play rugby. So what that happens is, is you've gone from opportunity <laughs> to attack to stretch the field to slow rugby, and we're going to have to box kick it away. So and now compare that, and from this very box kick, this is the box kick up. And again, Tonga is in no better or worse starting shape than the Eagles were. We come back. And again, the U.S. has a good chase line, but he beats the first defender. He, he changes the point of contact. So now the where they're running. There's confusion. We don't know what we're doing. There's probably too many guys on the blind side. Tonga constantly, they're moving the point of contact. They're to get set. They're not allowing them to be proactive. And then I knew from Stade Francais goes up the middle and Tonga's away. See, there's a really good chase in the, from the US. This, this is excellent work. But by beating the first defender and then the second, they just can't set. There's confusion. What do we do? Who goes where? Who has the, which man? You're constantly changing the point. And that's what you want to do after. A transition or during a transition so um so yeah so because the defense is is unorganized it's, it's easier to make line breaks it's easier to gain territory it's easier to apply pressure and it's easier to score points you know that's that's what we should be doing that's ideally what rugby is doing and 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 to look at i have this one last clip is this is actually um Samoa against Germany in the qualifiers for the World Cup. So, uh, quality of the camera is not great because it was filmed in Samoa. But you see here, Germany have kicked. And this is what I'm talking about. He beats the first defender, which is really great. And look at the Samoans. These Samoans here are blocking the two inside chasers for Germany. A simple pass down the wing. We're still blocking the German defenders. And what they've turned a box kick and a territorial uh, advantage into is simply three, two versus ones, and then Samoan in, in the corner. So we look at it again. He beats the first defender. The Samoans block the inside chasing defenders from, from Germany. Simple hands. And that's a try. And that's changing the point of a contact and beating the first defender. That's the single most important thing when transitioning from defense to attack in relation to box kicks. Got it. So, yeah. Uh, so, let's talk about, uh, you know, lost or loose ball transitions. Yeah, that's, that's another... Um, good opportunity to attack from because generally if most teams are in a structure 
they will have two layers of attack. They will have forwards grouped together. There's opportunities. It's going to be easy to find mismatches because you'll either have a forward on a back or you might have a back against a pod of three forwards. So that would be uh, knock-ons if the ball is stripped. Um, I think Japan scored a try against Russia in the World Cup as well, where the Japanese just ripped the ball straight out of the uh, Russian attacker and all his support was in front of him. So it was one pass and it was a clear uh, clear score under the posts. And and the, there's three simple, um, I don't want to say rules, but, but principles to apply to a turnover in, in this kind of thing. And if you can do all three, you'll generally score a try. If you can do two, you'll make great progress. And one, you give yourself an attacking opportunity. And the first one is generally to find the number nine. Because most teams, um, except for South Africa, these days, the nine will probably be um, sweeping in behind or they might be behind the defensive line. So if you can get a turnover, you can find the nine or the 10 or whomever happens to be there. And then he has time and space to make a decision. The, the next principle would be to find your speed. Like we want to do everything at speed. There's no point in I'm trying to hammer this into my team. There's no point in getting a turnover and then throwing the ball to a prop because <laughs> He's, he's just not going to create opportunities, you know? So you want to find the number nine, find the speed, and then ideally try and find the sideline. And that's not, I don't mean get the ball to the sideline straight away. I mean, if you have a line break in the middle, then you want to go to the middle and then find the sideline from there. Because that's where the most space is going to be on turnovers from lost balls and stuff. Um, and it's just, it's just simple... You know, it's just simple things that you can take advantage of when the defense is least organized. Then what about set-piece turnovers? Um, yes. So I think when looking at these, we have to – you can't really look at the World Cup as examples, I don't think, because most of the percentages for, for scrum and lineouts are very good. But if we can watch the, if you look back to the MLR, uh, and you'd probably know the statistics, uh, line out per- win percentage was probably not the highest that it, that, <laughs> um, for some teams. And and it's it's a huge attacking opportunity. If you can turn over a line out, you have a lot of space to work with. You have forwards condensed in one part of the field. And it's the same principle, find the nine, find the speed and get to the other sideline if you can. A scrum is an even better opportunity because the forwards are more condensed. Um, so if you can get a, a steal like a, against the head and you can play out, you can go for your number eight, you can go to your number nine, and then your backs can start attacking. And your backs will generally be flat, so they should be close to the play. They'll be on the front foot, and you will have opportunities in behind to perhaps kick for territory or put a crossfield kick or a grubber kick in or something like that. Um and then kick kickoffs, they're, they're another huge thing. There was, um, was it Ireland, New Zealand? I think Ireland won one, they won one of their own kickoffs. And then New Zealand one might have won two or three. And it's especially when the kickoffs, because the teams, everyone likes to defend differently, but you might have pods of four across the field, you know, your forwards are split, your forwards might be on one side, but there's a lot of space and opportunity to attack from that. And your team has the momentum because your team is running forward to begin with. So if you can steal a kickoff in the air, you'll generally be able to uh, flood through the channels a lot quicker. 
and, and put yourself on a much in a much better attacking position to go from there. I don't have any clips for that, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so overall, um, to round this out, you know, why is transition important? Um, because I believe it's the single best attacking opportunity to score tries or to win penalties. And the more tries you score, the light, likelier you are to win a game. Unless you're Alabama playing football, then then I don't know what's going on there. Um, Alabama yeah. playing football. Yeah. <laughs> wasn't, it like, wasn't it 43, 42 or something? <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, yeah, so just it's a great opportunity to attack, and, and it's a huge aspect of the game, which I think is neglected. And, and, and the teams that do it the best are generally the most successful ones. And this is nothing new. Like the, the All Blacks were talking about uh, click plays in 2011, and that was an attack from a turnover. And they have like a policy of go at 100% for 10 seconds and then reassess. So no matter what happens, everyone works at 100% for 10 seconds, and then it puts them in a position uh, to score tries. And they were the best in the world at it. Um, I haven't seen uh, this World Cup's numbers, but I would assume they scored uh, a lot of tries from it. And the reason why South Africa was so good defensively was if they did turn over the ball, uh, people like Faf de Klerk and stuff, they were able to shut down these uh, transitions a lot easier. And this is, we, this, we're just talking defense to attack right now. Uh, attack to defense is a whole other animal, which we can get into at a later time, I guess. So um, for those wondering um, about transition and some, some decent thought, I think we got, we dug into it a bit and uh, this gives you a lot. So, uh, you know, Gordon, maybe we can talk about transition to, from, you know, attack to defense. Cause I think that was one of the areas that we could definitely focus on and, and some MLR teams and, and again, the Eagles and other teams uh, throughout the world cup definitely suffered from is because there were teams that were very good with uh, up and unders in their kick chase game. And then there were teams that just like every time they kicked the ball, uh, they, they gave it up um, rather than their, their kick chase was awful. So, um yeah yeah so you can um if you want we can talk about uh, just some simple things how to coach it because it you know it's 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 easy to talk about but how we actually do it makes a difference i guess or oh there's typing <laughs> so uh, okay yeah, yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, so we'll come back um, to talk about transition again uh, in another episode of, of Lineouts Extras. Uh, but uh, good to get our coaching content that we, I, I guess, I wouldn't say our roots is in that when we, when we started this platform, but that was one of the things I, I definitely wanted to do is, is more coaching stuff. It's all about uh, getting people on that have time. And today we had some, we were able to get some time and, and put away. And I thought this was a very uh, interesting subject to, uh, to provide some content and knowledge for, for people that wanted it. Um, so uh, thanks for coming on the show, Gordon. Um, yep. And, you know, first successful uh, screen share on your full of dirt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, 
No, I'm happy to be here. So, and that's it. Sweet. This has been Lineouts by Earful of Dirt. Connect with Earful of Dirt online. We're on Facebook and Twitter at Earful of Dirt. You can email us at earfulofdirt at gmail.com or call and leave us a voicemail at 720-600-2679. For Aaron, Dan, and Victor, I'm Corey. Thanks for listening. <laughs>